Welcome to the Real Talk Live. My name is Colanda. This is Stanley here. For those of y'all who don't know us, we come here every Monday just for an evening of real talk, real discussion. Um, and tonight, Stanley is going to be uh, surprised because I saw something earlier and I wanted to get the preacher's perspective on it. Uh, it's not like that. You can calm down like you can't relax. Okay. Relax, relax. I don't know. But it was a it was something that I saw on Instagram and um this girl made a point about motivational speaking versus people preaching the truth. <laughs> and I never thought about it like that. Like a lot of the things sometimes what we hear is motivational speaking. It's not really people like giving the godly perspective or giving truth about, you know, what we need to hear for whatever our situation is. It's just like a feel good message. Mm-hmm. And um, I wonder how much or how how often we're going to churches and that's what we hear. Hey, Barbara. <laughs> Who's Barbara? Don't say Barbara. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh God, they finna be messy. So how much how much of this do you feel like is motivational? Nowadays? Yeah. I think a a lot of what we hear is motivational versus actually preaching the gospel. Um just because you quote scripture does not necessarily make you a preacher. Um preaching is the ability to uh to proclaim the gospel, proclaim the word of God with the intent of drawing people closer to Christ yeah. and not closer towards you. Although that does happen in the um although that does happen in the way, um, you know, people will be drawn to you because of the anointing and the popularity that you may get. You still have to have an ability to point people back to the direction of Christ. Yeah. And if you're not pointing them back to Christ and you're pointing them to themselves or to you, you're not really preaching. You're really, you know, motivating them to be yeah. better thems yeah. without the help of God. How? I hate to say it like that, but that's what it is. That's my will. You need to tell cop. Never mind. Messy. Hey, y'all too. We're not doing that tonight, okay? Please stop. <laughs> I'm serious. Please don't do that. Go ahead. David, thank you for joining us. Just messy for no reason. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So how can we spot it? You can spot it by the Bible says, how can they hear what they've not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? How can a preacher preach unless he's been sent? How beautiful are the feet of those that carry the gospel of, and gospel of peace and bring glad tidings. So in other words, you can spot it by seeing if this word is directing me towards Jesus or is it something that's just going to help me get through my day and make me feel better about mm. myself. That's how you weigh the difference because Iyana Van Zant is a motivational so speaker, speaker. Right, but some right. people say she's a preacher. Right. Um, Les Brown, motivational speaker, but some people say he's a preacher. Um, who else you got? Um, well, they want to know if that's Kanye. Is Kanye a motivational speaker or is he preaching the truth? Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say Kanye. Kanye never said that he was a preacher. So Kanye is just, at this moment, he's just a vessel at the moment, I believe, being used by God. But he never said that God called him to preach. Now, do I believe Kanye has to call him to preach? Me personally, I'm not saying yes, but I would not be surprised if God did call him to preach because he's very... Uh, he he has the character. You can know a preacher when you see one. Right, right. And he's always been outspoken. He's always been very um, opinionated about things. He's very passionate about what he he's, believes. He's always he's not afraid to not 
to have the unpopular opinion, yeah, which is what yeah, is characteristic of most preachers. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Most preachers, prophets, things of that nature. Yeah. So I, I think Kanye could very well much be a preacher. It wouldn't surprise me, but I'm not going to say that he is or isn't. Yeah. But he could be. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you measure it up by. Are we winning souls? Are we pointing people back to Jesus? Or are we just here just to get a good word and go home? Yeah. Just say we went to church. And I know that's how some people view Sundays as it's an opportunity for me to become to come and get encouraged about what I'm going through. But then oftentimes, like, they leave and they don't change their personal life to get the thing that they've been asking God to change. Like, you know, they're coming to church looking for the answer in the preacher's points, but then your answer could be the fact that you need to just change your environment. Mm -hmm. You need to go to therapy. You need to go see the doctor or whatever. Yep. Like we had a preacher uh, Friday night uh, at the Shakers conference, Pastor Josh Hart. And honestly, I thought he was going to come in there and just really just preach and you know really do it like we like we are used to Mm -hmm. but he came in there and he preached but he preached from an angle about letting people go and things that nature which we hear that a lot but he put more of the responsibility back on us and he was saying that um you have to allow the lord to remove people out of your life he never said that we had to remove people he said that the lord is going to reveal to you who to remove right so in other words he directed it back to god and since then myself and some of the other testimonies i've been hearing People have been like really convicting and thinking about that because, um, you know, so that's just, you know, I, I just feel like if your message does not make Christ the center of it, then you're not preaching. You're just you're just blowing hot air. Yeah. That's all it is. And we need to be able to spot the difference. Yeah, you can tell the difference. Because, you know, like I said, we're going to church and we're looking to hear what the Lord says about our situation. And then we just go and we're we get enthused for a few hours and then as soon as we leave service your reality mm-hmm. hits you and then you don't have any truth co- to combat your reality with and then you're waiting for the next fix in bible study or mm-hmm. whenever the church is open again i think with it i think and i i hate to label it like this but particularly in the black culture we're used to we label things based off the demonstration of it so we feel like preaching is, and Jesus, oh Lord, ah. yeah, we, yeah. we say that's preaching. And if somebody up there just talking and they explaining scripture, we say, oh, they teaching or, you know, they yeah, they're yeah, speaking, we do, we do. you know, we base it off of um, their style, their, their style. delivery. Yeah, but yeah. I've known people to just flat foot talk that one of my favorite preachers, he's former presiding Bishop Church of God in Christ, Bishop Chandler Owens. He never was a hooper. He just talked, but he got the same results as if it was Bishop G.E. Patterson or, you know what I'm saying? But that was his style. That was his delivery. Some people say, oh, he can't preach because he's not hooping and there's no organ behind him. And we got to get, it takes maturity for us to understand that there are multiple ways to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. It takes a lot of maturity. Right, right. And we we need to stop judging people because it even made me uncomfortable because the Lord doesn't deal with me like that when I have to... I don't even call it preaching, but when I have to speak, <laughs> I don't, stupid. I know it's my very hot, funky air. Horrible. I don't even like, I don't hoop, I don't do any of that, but it's not to say that the Lord can't use me, but it can make some people shy away from their calling because mm-hmm. we put so much emphasis on their delivery. And I'm just saying, y'all know I'm listening. I'm listening a lot more nowadays and a lot of people are just, it's just a bunch of cliches mm-hmm. put together, but there's no substance. 
and they have points and everything. And I'm just like, okay, what was the main you can't, point of this? Yeah, I'm, I'm the type of person, you can't just hoop me over. No. No, you, I need to know yes. why did Jesus weep when 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 he went to go see right, Lazarus. Right, right. I need to know what... Why did Jesus get mad when he went in the temple and flipped the tables over? Right. Like, explain this stuff yeah. so people can understand. Yeah. And I think that's why we have a lot of ignorant saints. Ooh. And we're raising another generation of <laughs> ignorant <laughs> Christians. Ooh, and they don't even study the word. They have no yes, desire for the yes, word. Yes. They don't care about reading their Bible. People don't even bring their Bible to church no more. We that's flip true. through our phones. You know, I'm, like, when I study the word, I like to flip through the pages of the Bible. So I use my actual Bible yeah. when I study and things of that nature. But this generation don't have a desire because we haven't given them a word, you know. And that's how we got to get back to that, you know. And I see it. People post things on Facebook and a lot of motivation, a lot of stuff. But yeah. a lot of this stuff is good, but it's not right. Right. Mm-mm. It's my old mind, not the ignorant Oh, seriously, yeah. It, it's yeah. serious. And it's so sad because I see it all the time. And we're now at a place in our life where 10 years younger than us are 20-year-olds. So that means we're literally impacting the next generation. Yeah, yeah. So if we're ignorant and we're passing that ignorance down to them, we won't have a church within the next 20, 30 years. Kendrick said, I ain't going to lie. When I came to NC, I looked for a pastor that hooped. But when I tell you the pastor that I'm up under now, I've learned so much about his teaching. It makes you want to listen, not knock in my home church. And see, that's what the that's what the truth does. Mm-hmm. It it opens your ears, it opens your eyes, it gives you another level of revelation mm-hmm. that you didn't know was possible. It helps you to unlearn some things that you grew up learning and practicing as if it were true. Because it's like a lot of the things that the Lord wants for us that He wants to do through us, we have to know the truth. And mm-hmm. like, I need to know that I'm not good with money, and so that I can stop asking God for a million dollars. Exactly. But you keep telling me that go look in my mailbox, you know, any day now, he's going to see my miracle, then that's what I'm going to exactly. believe. But I need to be taught how to you how to spend money, how to budget, how to plan for, you know, exactly. expenses. I need to know why, you know, because to be honest, a lot of us, I think the popular thing now is that, that hater doctrine. Yeah, yeah. We preach, oh my God, I got haters and don't worry about your haters. And so what if they hate on you? You don't have that many haters. <laughs> like, not, not that many people know what you exactly. They don't know you. Doing. They don't care about what you got <laughs> going on. How about this, Lord? Show me why I feel like I have haters. What insecurities or issues that I have within me personally right. that makes me think, think that I have right. these haters? Right, See, we right. got to get people back to God, and right. and all we. I'm, the Lord told me this a long time ago. When we keep preaching stuff like that about haters and all of that. We ain't doing nothing but puffing our flesh up. Yeah. It's flesh doctrine. Right. So, yeah. By the way, <laughs> if y'all ever in Fayetteville, visit the True Vine Ministries where victory is mine. Okay. Shameless plug. Shout out to <laughs> True Vine Ministries. That Amen. is so good. That's so Amen. good. Amen. But, yeah, we got we to gotta really grow up spiritually and become more mature and quit yeah. getting, you know, and, and in the preacher circuit, I hear all the time when it's, watch your tone, doc. Watch your tone. Oh, you hooping. Like, it's, come on, y'all. Yeah. The man could be up there and say, and Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. His fleece was white as snow. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, everywhere. You know, and we watch your tone. Watch your tone. Yeah. No, you need to be watching the word yes. and see what you're, and yes. monitor yes. what you're hearing. Because yes. the man could be going up there and say, kill everybody. Kill them. <laughs> 
<laughs> and y'all in there just shouting and throwing money at the altar and all. Ah! Come on now. Look for some substance. I wish I had some help in here tonight. That's right. And we're not looking for no for any substance. And I think this is what the scriptures was talking about when um I don't know who was saying it, Stanley, you know, that we were that they should be on meat, but they were still on the Yes, Hebrews, Hebrews six and one. But they could only handle the milk. The milk. But we need to be on a better, a more mature exactly. diet. It's time to get on some protein, some meat. Let's just let's just stop that. <laughs> sure, you said, watch your tone. I hate that. Like, watch your tone. I, yeah. What? What do we do? Come on, y'all. Because, I mean, and I'm not knocking anybody's delivery. I am. I'm not I knocking am. anybody's I'm delivery because I don't hoot. But I guess because public speaking is my thing, I, like, when you are, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I really feel like there is a an art to preaching. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we don't, a lot of people are not exhibiting the art. I, I almost even have a problem with, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't like people to preach for me to me from their notes. Like, I mean, don't, don't I, read I, to I, me. I don't see anything wrong with notes. No, but, have them, but don't read them. Some people do. Like, because to me, it feels like you wrote on your notes, insert hoop here. So it's like a speech. Yes. Yeah. I don't like that. Just give me the speech. Just give but it I to me. But I think that we have to stop trying to, because I remember when I was younger and preaching, I, I felt like I had to be a hooper. Hoop, that's not me. I'm not a hooper. I wish I, some days I wish I could. Cause I sometimes know. you just feel like yeah. you want to yeah. do it. But I tried it one time and I about wore myself out and I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. <laughs> but... I you think need we to know that. Yeah, and I had to, I it took for me to understand that's not me. But what I'm saying is, a lot of us we try as a young preacher, yes. you you try to measure up to the yeah, delivery of somebody yeah. else, especially when it's certain denominations, certain cultures. You you know people won't receive you unless you yeah, deliver that way. Yeah. You got to be confident enough to know yeah. this is what God has called me to do. I can only do it the best way I can do it. Yeah, and do it that way. And we as the church have to stop. Forcing people to deliver the way, way. we want yeah. them to deliver. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has a different style. Everybody has a different technique. When Domino's deliver pizza, they put it in that a certain kind of car. When Papa That's John's right. they deliver, they do it a certain type of way. So if we can receive like that naturally, then we should be able to receive like that spiritually. My thing of it is, as long as it's the word right. of God, you know, being preached. Another one of our local preachers here, Pastor Marvin McQueen, he's another one. Straight word, just... You know what I'm saying? And he took the time to explain yes. the gospel so yeah. we can understand it, so we can have something to live off. Yeah. Too many of us shouting off for you turning it around. But what if you don't turn it around? We, we just doing at it. Will, Will, at Will Apparel, William said, it's crazy that you all are mentioning this because the pastor of the church I visited Sunday was just talking about how preachers have been preaching pacifying messages because we're so spiritually immature and so full mature. of our flesh that we can't even get to unlocking the promises in the word. Oh. Oh, we are, we are missing so, so yes. I remember the Lord told me this, and this is probably why things have happened afterwards. But the Lord told me this. I was at, at a service, at a, at, a, at, a, at a convention, I'll put it like this, and I was invited to speak that particular night. And I said it, and um, I said, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. We It's so much of God. And, and what, I, what I was saying was, we are... We're missing so much of God because yeah. we're still stuck in the shallow parts right. and things of that nature. Now, granted, that could have rubbed people the wrong way, but that's what the gospel does sometimes. We have to challenge ourselves to go deeper into the word of God. Yeah. The Bible says that we should follow on to know. And we got to quit giving people this shallow stuff and expecting them to get the miraculous glory of God to be revealed in our lives. 
that's another depth in God that we haven't yes. even touched, yeah. touched yet. And, you know, we wonder why we're not seeing bodies healed and right. things like They are happening, but why aren't they happening in your ministry? Yeah. And see, that's what I feel like. That lets me know that there is another level that the Lord can take us to, but we have to figure out why is it not happening. Like, I don't know if, it, if you all follow all nations. There is a reason this man has established ministries in different states, and it's gotten to the point where some people who who are pastoring locations, have had to take on two churches at a time. Mm-hmm. My sister sent me this clip um, some weeks ago. T.D. Jakes has an E-choir. Yeah. They, oh, they, they have one, one Sunday, they, the whole screen, they have a bunch of people from all over the world. He has a, a designated minister of music. They taught those people a song, and they ministered during Sunday service. Yep. Uh, so I was like, Lord, what are we not doing? Because a lot of ministries have a hard time keeping mm-hmm. the church full on Sundays. We have a lot of hard time trying to find people to um, serve in ministry. So mm-hmm. it's like, what are we? What are we not unlocking in the scriptures? And that alone keeps me like hungry, wanting for more. Because exactly. that lets me know there is more God has for us. I like what um, Lyndon said. He said, folks. Folks have a lack of faith. The reason why they have a lack of faith is because they have a lack of word. Yeah. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if they don't have a faith, strong faith, then that means they're not receiving strong word. You know, the word is supposed to increase your faith. It's supposed to help you believe the impossible, impossible, you know, to see what God can do. And you should put a demand on that when you go to church or when you, you know, go to whatever service, you should put a man. No, I need the word because I'm at a point in my life where my faith is being shaken. Yeah. It's being tested. Yeah. And I need to know, can God really do this? And show me in the scripture where I can know that, hey, can God really deliver me? Can God really forgive me? Where does that say that? I'm tired of hearing, I'm better than this. I know I'm better than this. <laughs> like, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of hearing, encourage yourself. I understand that. But where in the word of God yeah. does it show me yeah. that I can overcome this and give me the steps to to allow me to move uh, forward and things like that? Yeah. David said, every time we go to preach or teach, we should go deeper and further to get people to think when we preach or teach. Kendrick says, y'all don't think the E-Choir is stopping the people from coming to church? I think it is. I think it's a, it's one of those. E-Church is very popular these days. A lot of ministries have online ministries. So I think it's a, it's a benefit, but it can hinder. It's just one of those things where you just take a chance with it. Yeah. Um, some people like to stay at home and... And worship and get the word and things of that nature. Some people like to go. Um, so it's one of those things where you just really have to, you put it out there, yeah. you just, it. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, some people are serving overseas and they don't haven't found a local church. Mm-hmm. Like Kendrick was having a hard time finding a church. What if you find one online and which you can't be physically there, that still gives you an opportunity to participate in the mm-hmm. worship. Lynn Lyndon says, the funny thing is they don't believe to activate their faith to even trust God to do what he said he was going to do in his word. At Will Apparel says, sometimes when you teach the truth, people aren't necessarily drawn in. I don't think we should ever judge growth by numbers because some people gravitate to the crowd. It's a lot of small churches diving into scripture. Oh, yeah, it is. That is true. That is very true. true. That is very true. Uh, Folks only want to hear what they want to hear, but not the real truth. That's true. Sharita says, some people may get a strong word. But some, they just don't have faith. Look at the disciples. They followed Jesus and still didn't have faith. Yeah, they yeah. did. 
I think That's it's true. just a matter of, but you have to create an appetite. Yes. A desire. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. should, when I, when I hear the word of God, I should want to desire more of God as, as regards to that word yeah, relating yeah. to me. If you're preaching about healing, I should want more of God to go deeper into healing. Yeah. You know, don't just leave it at Sunday morning, Wednesday night. No, go home. Go back and read those scriptures again. Go back and read. You know, a lot of people take notes, but don't ever go back and read the notes. Yeah. They just take notes because they want to look like they being deep yeah. in church. Like, like for example, <laughs> I can't remember when we bought Lisa Fields uh, on the radio show. That was like 2016, 2017. We, I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until she came and revealed to us that um, train up a child in the way they should go. And when oh, they're old, they would not depart from it. We have heard all our life as if that scripture was a promise. It wasn't until I met her and she said, no, that that's a principle because of the, the type of book it is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You have to consider the context. So that's what I mean. That's what we're talking about when we're saying you need to go deeper because you could be believing God for something that is that you have been taught or you believe is a promise, but maybe it is a principle because like we talked about then, how many people do we know who grew up in church? Mm-hmm. They departed from it. And they didn't live like, you know, they died an unbeliever. And I I think as preachers of the gospel, we cannot, we can't determine who can handle what. Right. If God gives you the word, preach it. it, And let it, let, like, like, like Jesus gave the parable about the seed and the sower. He just, the the sower just threw the seed out. Yeah. He couldn't determine what kind of ground it fell on. Yeah. He just threw the seed out. It fell on stony. It fell on fertile ground. It fell on. You know, all different types of ground, but it said, but the but the ground that it fell on the fertile ground, they got a hundred fold return on right. it. So we cannot determine how people's going, how people are going to react, but we cannot hold back those that can be producing a lot from it because we feel like the general population ain't ready for that. I I don't like that. Well, I can't preach that because they ain't ready for that. It's the word of God. Yeah, give them the word. They don't say Lyndon preaching. Um, he's saying they want God to give them the fruits, but not go through for the fruits of the spirit. That's true. That's true. People are always looking for the prophecy, but run from the prophets. Mm-hmm. Folks are stuck in their ways, but yet, but yet don't want to unlearn to learn what God has opened their eyes. That's to. true. That's so true. That's it's, true. It's so hard. And it's an humble, an humbling experience to realize that what you have learned possibly was incorrect. And that's hard to accept that you've been believing something wrong the whole time. But then there's so much freedom when you learn it correctly. And it's like, that's what the scripture comes to do. Like, you believe that and that was your foundation got you to this point. But let me help increase your faith even more. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, you know, we could believe God at this point that he can heal us from a headache. But the same, God sees headache and cancer the same Same way. way. But for whatever reason, our faith may not always line up the same way. So, like, we need deeper revelation. Yeah, we need to we go just, deeper in the scripture. We need to go deeper in the word. Um, yeah. and, and we have to because that's the only thing that's going to keep us solid and anchored. There are times in our lives where we're, where we're confronted with situations after situation. When Jesus was tempted by uh, Satan, he kept telling him, For it is written, man shall not live by bread yeah, alone. For yeah. it is written, thou shalt love the Lord thy God, and only him shall thou serve. So he came back to Satan with the word, and Satan ended up leaving him alone. So... You know, we got to get the word. We yeah. got it. We have to get the word. Like, I get it. Keep it relevant. Okay with the cliches. I understand that. But can you honestly say that your message, and the Lord told me this too, quit trying to tailor messages based off what you want to hear. Yeah. Stop trying to preach because this is what you want to you wanna preach about. You mad at somebody, so you're going write, to write up a message, <laughs> you know, to go off on that person. God does not get the glory in that. You yeah. know, preach the word of God as yeah. he gives us the 
spirit and things of that yeah. nature. Yeah. It's called the laws of first truth. Yeah, I, yeah it is. We got to get back. I, I'm telling y'all, biblically, a lot of us are so far away yeah. from what? Like, like the writer says in Hebrews, we need to move on to perfection and leave the elementary stages and let's move on. You've been saved. How long? 15, 20 years. Yeah. And we still got to tell you about your attitude. Yeah. You still having problems? Yeah. Come on. What, 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 what about this that you're not getting? Tell us so we can find a way to explain it. Yeah. And, and don't be ashamed to ask your pastor. Hey, bishop, pastor, apostle, whatever. <laughs> I noticed I've been, what is the Lord? Is there something that, that you can show me in the Bible in regards to this yes, situation? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember I was in, we were at Cathedral then before we moved to West Jacks. And um, I was about 16, 17. And I really wanted to know about the Holy Ghost. I really did. I was like, let me see. And I went to my youth leader and I asked her, I said, I said, is it possible you could do a study one day on the Holy Ghost? Because I really want to know like what it's about. And she was like, you know what? Shout out to Sister Todd. She was like, you know what? I think that's what I'm going to do. And next thing I know, she started doing a series for like a month on the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Ghost? You know, what role does he play in our life? You know, how can you receive the Holy Ghost? This and that and the other. And it created an appetite and desire yeah. for some yeah. of us yeah. to want more of God and to be filled with his spirit. That's it, like my godmama went um, in my youth department. We wanted to know about speaking in tongues. And so she went and she studied and she came back with this full demonstration, had this bucket full of water mm -hmm. and pushed the, the bottle, glass bottle down and showed us that when his feet, when the bottle is filled, it comes up and it starts making that bubbling noise. Mm -hmm. And she was like, that's the tongues. And I've never forgotten that mm -hmm. illustration. And, you know, yeah. we, we, we do. Um, it yeah. says, thank you, Stanley. Do away with the motivational speaking and give the word. Give, give the people the word. The word. Um, and, and I want to say this because it, for you all to have children, stop being shallow with your kids. Yes. Tell them when we was growing up, like my, my parents would tell you, we knew about demons. <laughs> We knew about warfare. We knew about all this. If they can know what twerking and, That's right. and read Harry Potter books, then yes, challenge your children yes. to learn the word. And yes. then that way you won't have to keep getting them out of jail. You won't have to keep buying Plan B pills. You won't have to keep buying condoms. You won't have to keep, you know what That's I'm saying? Right. That's Seriously, right. yeah. put a demand. And, and my mom and dad used to do that when we was growing up in church. We would come home. Hey, did you enjoy the word today? Yeah, it was good. What he preached about? I don't know. Well, how you don't know? Okay, the next okay. Sunday. My dad would be like, okay, next week when I ask you, you better have, have an answer. answer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that's what, and challenge your children to develop an appetite. Don't yeah. ever say they too, well, they too young for that. No, no. the devil don't think they too young. No, to mess not with. at all. Tell and you. Not at all. That's, that's good. Yeah. You're right, because they will let them watch all that Harry Potter and stuff. Yeah, you and let them watch all that demonic stuff. And then you know what? The, the Lord uses children at a young age. I have a cousin who I know he got to be saved. Tiffany, if you watching, he got to be saved. He's six years old. And he can speak a word at six years old. Really? And Oh, yeah. What? And so I, I told <laughs> Tiffany he has, um, sometimes the enemy bothers him in his dreams. And so I went and did some studying about it mm -hmm. and it, how the devil tries to distance children from the voice of God at an early age. An early and so a age. lot of times he tries to terrorize them in their dreams. And so that's why I was like, even now when children be talking about they scared of the dark, we rebuke that. Yeah. God is like, everything has to be exactly. uh, on the table. I remember yeah. when I was a kid, yeah. I used to always think somebody was calling my name and I'll oh, wake up and be well, like, Samuel. I did seriously. My daddy can tell you this. And I remember I was like, you called me. You were like, uh, -uh. and I'll go back to sleep. 
You, and then my daddy said, he said, you know, it's a story in the Bible about that. And I couldn't have been no more than about nine or ten. You know, and my dad would explain that to me. So parents, I mean, I ain't got kids. I can't tell you how to raise your kids, but I will tell you this. Yes. You have to give your children an appetite for the word. Yeah. word. And honestly, challenge the youth leaders at your church. Hey, I'm bringing my child here. Yes. Putting them under your care. Okay, yes. I like the hip hop stuff and all of that. That's great. We like the neon lights and the smoke machine. But what are you putting in my child yes. to help them defeat this devil? Yeah. They are playing with a real devil. Yeah, like, that's so duh. good. I, was, I read a book. It's sex and the other things they forgot to talk about in church. And the woman who's writing about write it talks about how her parents thought the youth leaders were teaching her children, her child about sex. And then the youth leaders was thinking the parents was doing it. And so what happened is the daughter got lost in the mix mm -hmm. and she dealt with a lot of sexual uh, perversions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She dealt with a lot of sexual perversions because there was no conversation about it because somebody thought the other person was doing it. But mm -hmm. you're right. Put a demand on it. Put a demand on it. Makai is four years old and we praying about real stuff. We, we know the Lord's Prayer. But we're also asking God when daddy has to work late to bring daddy home safely mm -hmm. to help me through the night to keep me safe. I used to worship and cry myself to sleep every night. Tears of joy. Baby, you're so deep. Baby, so deep. <laughs> So the Lord uses Bless children his. at a young age. Bless he wants heart. to show them. He's building up uh, a relationship <laughs> with them now. Yeah. I need, you know, it's, it's a lot of kids with anxiety and stuff exactly. like that. I need my baby to know how to pray before his test. Exactly. Uh, when he's having a bad day to be able to call up on God. Like, Lord Jesus, let pass his test. Please, Jesus. You did. <laughs> yeah, okay. Lord Jesus, please, Lord, don't let pass his test. You know, and I think that's, and that's how you reverse this generation and yeah. I, I remember i went to a, a youth leaders gathering it was citywide and um one of the youth <laughs> pastors actually he said i know we got all these ideas and things like that he said but what about he said i'm not hearing anybody talk about power mm. or the anointing he said yeah we can have you know a basketball tournament yeah we could do a barbecue yeah we could do that the winner but nobody's talking about the anointing and one of the leaders said well i kind of don't think that teenagers are ready for that yet so the other pastor stood up and was like what do you mean by that you know, if they're ready to smoke weed and do drugs, why they're they ready can't be ready to receive the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Why they can't be quit robbing people of an experience Ooh. because you feel they're not ready. Then that makes and you like a Pharisee. Yeah. It makes you judgmental because yeah. how are you going to say who's ready for what? Put right. it before them and keep it before them. Yeah, And I guess that's the kind of mindset people are using when they're going to the pulpit is that they're taking that that people are not ready for this. But it's like, okay. let the people who are ready for it be able Receive. to eat off of it. And then maybe the other people who are not ready will mature mm -hmm. and develop the appetite to have it. Because that's, like, that's what we need in our churches. That's why we still having to deal with sister such and such who got the same attitude. This person over here won't let go of this ministry. We can't get rid of this mm -hmm. person. And we know they need to go. It's because the, the appetite. There's no appetite. There's no appetite. It's a scripture for that. It says, we as... Newborn babes desire desire the sincere milk of the word. Mm -hmm. That should be an appetite. It, if you're saved and you don't have an appetite for the word, you're not saved. I'm going to let that sit. If you're saved and you don't have an appetite for the word of God, you're not saved. It's like you you're in a them. relationship with somebody, but you never, you don't really you don't, know anything wanna, about them. And you don't care to know. You just it's like, does that make you a gold digger? Because you don't really want to know anything about that's them. That's it. You just using him for his perks. Oh, like he's a genie. Yep. You thinking just he's just a, a friend with benefits, but you don't really want to get to know him. Let me tell people this: God is not a whore. Okay, he's not a whore. Now there are times where we may be the whore. 
but he's not a whore. We can't just use him. <laughs> we can't just use him when we want pleasure. Yeah. And just walk Ooh, away. Jesus. It requires a commitment. Yes, it, it is. It is more than just, honestly, there are times where the Lord would, would convict me. Okay, wait a minute. You've been on Facebook and you ain't read not one scripture today. How about you turn that off and get in your word? Or how about you turn that TV off and, and let's pray? How about you study? You, you know what I'm saying? I don't like reading. Reading is boring, but we can read timelines of foolishness all day. Yes. Think yeah. about it. So, you know, we got we to gotta get out of that mentality. It really requires us to grow up and see our generation. We talk about what the church need to do and what this. But when it comes back to responsibility on us, we don't want to hear this kind of stuff. Right. Right. You know, because we ain't got nobody to blame when it right. comes to this. These are things that make us go, damn. Right. Right. So We blame them about the pants. Yeah. The... Church, need to, they need to open up their doors to the next generation. They need to let young people go forth. Okay. Why would I let you go forth? You don't know the word. Yeah. What am I letting <laughs> you go forth in? You don't have a relationship with the word. Yeah. So what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to give the people when you minister? We're no. going to let you speak over these people. You don't, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says study to show to yourself, yourself approved. approved. Yes, it does. There's too many disapproved people out here. And it's not that hard. Like I tell people, try a different version of the Bible. Yeah, you can't understand so many the versions. King James Version, the voice version, the message, New Living Translation, the Amplified yeah. Like there's there's not an excuse. It's not an excuse um, to read. Yes. I don't know why, especially black culture. I'm sorry. I know this go all over the world, but particularly with our African American community, we do not like to read. There's a um what's the Lynch letter? Yeah. And he said, if you ever want to hide something from African American, put it in a book. And still to this day, that's kind of in effect with some of us. Yeah. A lot of us are missing out on act. We won't have to stress know. out so yeah. much. If we just take the time to read, just read, yeah. read the word and whatever you don't understand, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand it. Yeah. Or if you really have questions, write it down. And the next time you see your pastor or next time you see somebody that you know is stronger in the faith, ask them, hey, you know, I was reading the scripture. Tell me what you think about this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we, Willie Lynch. Yeah, that's right. Willie Lynch. We got to get to the point where we have to have a relationship with the word. Yeah. And, stop, I, and I get it. I love the shout dance. I get it. We do it. I'm Kojic. That's yeah. what we do. You know, we, we get a good bump in. Yeah. And when that chord change, we just, yeah. we tear it up. But what are we shouting on? Yeah. You know, all the promises of him are yes and amen. But how do we know the promises? Yeah. What? Yeah. Sister Simon said. Sister Simon said, it's the word that opens the mind so hard to receive what God is saying, not hooping or a person speaking with big words. And let me say this. Hooping is just a art. It is not the anointing. Yeah. It's not the anointing. Yeah. It's just a art. You don't the anointing is what destroys the yokes. You know, anybody can hoop. I just proved that to y'all a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> but hooping is not but he, art. But it's it just, wouldn't sound you know, the same if he was under the anointing. If I was under the anointing and, and that was how the Lord really wanted me to deliver it, then it's it's very possible. But hooping is not so don't base a preaching yeah. off of hooping. As if that's a sign of the anointing. Yeah, that's yeah. not it. Because I've known people to just teach the word and a wave of glory just swept through the church. Yeah. And they just taught. Yeah. They just taught, gave simple biblical principles. Because I always wonder when Jesus preached, how did he deliver his message? Did he who? I just talked. Let, you know, no, look at the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. You know, did he get up there and say, blessed are the merciful, <laughs> for they shall have mercy. <laughs> oh, yes. Let me stop. woo <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Because no, I might go higher. <laughs> higher. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, and I get that. I always oh. wonder that when Jesus, you know, gave the Lord's Prayer, when he said, Father, teach us how to pray, did, did he say, Our Father, which art in heaven. Uh, <laughs> hallowed would be thy name. He probably uh, didn't do that. He was probably trying to, like, spare his voice and stuff because he was preaching so much. And think about it like this. This is something else to think about. How did he preach to multitudes of people and he didn't even have a microphone? That's what I was And everybody about. heard him. Everybody heard him. Think about it. Yeah. That's the anointing. I mean, they weren't talking back. They weren't talking. They weren't. They probably was sitting at. The Bible says, it's one scripture that says, and he sat them down and taught them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm all for praise breaks, but come on now. Some of us well, need when, to sit when, down. When we're going through, I can't, you know, I'm not shouting when I'm going through. Exactly. I need to know what God said yeah. before I dance. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't dance. I, I don't just do blind praise breaks. <laughs> No, I don't dance. Yeah, blind. what's this word? Yeah, what, what um, I need to know. About? Okay, God is healer. Okay, what is it? Isaiah, he was wounded for transgression. Okay, I okay, shot him out. Yeah. <laughs> don't just tell me you're healer. Where's that? Where's say that at? Okay, now let's dance on that. <laughs> that way, when you pray, you can remind God what he said. Yeah. You know, and I do that a lot. When I pray, I quote a lot of scripture because I want God to know this is what you said in your word. Yeah. So I'm just letting you know this is what you said you was going to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we got we to gotta do better, y'all. I feel like I'm reading a lot of books because I'm going to tell y'all something else I read in my book. Um, is that a lot of us, even especially theologians, some theologians is that we're, as a result of what we're hearing, that we only know the fact of God, that we don't actually have personal relationships with him. And that is evident because we don't know what he is saying to us about our lives, about our purpose, or, you know, just about us, period. We only know him beyond... We only know him regarding the gospel. We don't really know, like, what he's saying about your future, your marriage, your children, mm-hmm. your your anything. And that's a, that's a sign of you only knowing the not, fact of God and not having a personal relationship. Because he's still speaking. He's still speaking. Say it, Stanley. This is the real room. Mm-hmm. Y'all interested in this? <laughs> that's what my pastor do. Y'all interested in this? <laughs> I think the problem is a lot of us are not saved. We're just safe. Mm. A lot of us are not really saved. We're just safe. We so just, we haven't accepted. We haven't, we haven't believed. Really, we haven't confessed. Yeah, we just we just mm. know God. We go to church. You'll be surprised at people that actually just serve in ministry that has not genuinely accepted the Lord as That's their Savior yeah. and actually have a relationship with Him. Like it's one thing to accept Him as your Savior, but it's a whole nother level because you have to have a relationship. With this Lord that you accept. That's right. So, and we, ha- you know, and I think that's where a lot of us, you see a lot of people, you know, and I get it. Everybody has their struggles and their issues like that. But sometimes we have to take a step back and ask people, are you saved? You know, there's a story in the Bible with Apollos. Apollos was one of the great preachers of the Bible. Very eloquent. People was drawn to the to the word. He was preaching. And Paul asked him a question. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now, Apollos was just preaching to all these people about salvation and repentance. And Paul comes out of nowhere and tells the preacher, have you received the Holy Ghost? And the preacher's response was, oh, we never heard of such a thing. What? I know know Paul was like, I'm sorry, what? Pardon? (laughs) (laughs) And Paul began to go back and say, okay, now let me help you out because you're headed in the right direction, but let me go back and see, um, you know, let me go back and see where, let me help you so you can become better in God. Things of that nature. Test the spirit by the spirit. We have to learn to be one with God. 
that requires us to love. Wait, I'm sorry. That requires, requires us to learn, to love. learn love. I can't read it. I ain't got my glasses. That's where we struggle in love. God is love, and that's what drops me. Somebody, that's what we heard tonight. But you know what? We've quoted that scripture wrong. Try the spirit by the spirit. I wish I could. Receive I it be of God. But it's a scripture before that because it talks about. I wish somebody could pull it up. But um, but the scripture before that, and I may be paraphrasing, it's talking about having a relationship with the word. And it says, after knowing God and things that are knowing his word, therefore we can try the spirits. So the reason why we're able to try the spirits is because Because we're able to try it by the word of God. But we've quote, again, that's another thing we misquoted. Try the spirit by the spirit. No, you try the spirit according to the word of God that you know and the relationship that you know. So go back and read it, saints. Not saying that you're wrong, Miss, Miss, who is this? William. At will apparel, yeah. We ain't saying you're wrong, but um, you know that's just one of those things that been, you know, try to spirit by the spirit. Because if we try by our spirits, then a lot of us still be making crazy decisions. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're right. Because your spirit may be jacked up. And like cleanliness is next to godliness. That's a lot of people scripture. think that was a scripture. If you made one step, he made two. No, it says draw out of him, he'll draw out of you. That's what the word says. Yeah. Uh, what's the like other it's one? Another one. Oh God, it was another one. Um, uh, I can't think of it. Oh, oh, come as you are. That's not a scripture. Yeah, yeah. But the Bible says come as you are. No, it does not say come as you are. Although, we do want you to come as you are, but that's not a scripture. <laughs> Find it in the word. Yeah. You know, and we got to, and, and that's the thing. We have to go back and just go back and research this stuff. Go back and read it. Not saying that, that your pastor is wrong or anything like that, but just Even, take um, Matthew Stevenson is doing a good study on the Bible right now, if oh, you're interested yeah, in is. it. And, like, the first one I watched the other day, he talked about how in our culture we call Book of Revelation, Revelations, with an S. And it's like, we just, you know, we just grow up. I think even, um, I I think some versions do have an S on the end of Psalms. Mm. But in some versions it's just called Psalm. But with Revelation, his point was there is only one Revelation. But because um, we always put the S on it, so we're like, so then you're studying it wrong, you're quoting it wrong, because we don't know it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to go and look at it. I was like, there isn't an S. We, we just, and, and, we repeat and it's honestly other. out of just, and I don't want to say ignorance to try to throw shade, but back in those days. Oh, Sister Simon said, spare the, spare the I, rock, I, I believe the that's trip. the scriptures or something. Yeah, that is, that, well, that is a... Somebody look that up. Somebody that that one that. is a scripture. So, Simon, I hope you're right. It's, not, it's talking about the rod of correction. Yeah, the rod of correction. The Bible does say, beat him and he won't die. Now, that's what the words say. <laughs> it's it's about seeing him, whether die. the spirit is of God, which means we have to seek our love in that spirit, specifically referencing false doctrine. Yeah, you you try it by the word of God. You you, you try their spirits by the word of God. Um, I, I got to... It's, it's the scripture before that. Try the spirits. Um, and things of that nature. So, again, if you don't have a relationship with the Word, you don't have a relationship with God. We're going to have to start having our Bible in them. It's spare the rod, hate the child. Yeah, spare the rod, spoil the child, hate the child. Same thing. Same difference. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> oh, so maybe she was saying the word spoil. Spoil, is yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think the Bible See? does say whom the Lord loves if he chastens. Yes, he does. You know, so so there are and things. And then he does yeah. it and say you're a bastard. Yeah, that's what he said. So now, that's the what the word said. <laughs> the Bible called you that. I didn't. I didn't. He did. I didn't. So I was like, woo, God. Yeah, I mean, God, God has some. That's a story in the Bible in Daniel. He said, God, you are the great and dreadful God. It's in Daniel. I was like, ooh. She <laughs> said, find it and I will give you $20. <laughs> Let me find this. I can't. Where my word at? Well, I'm aware of I that. I feel like it was a. Um, 
If you what might, is it, Merricks? Well, Elder Merrick said it's spare the rod, hate <laughs> the child. But we took it as spare the rod, spoil the child. So I understand. I'll find it later. If I find it, I'm going to post it on your wall, sister. Son. So here it is. Here it is. But yeah, y'all, we got to get back to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is not just Jesus saves. But, you know, the Bible says uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of the Holy Ghost for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, the, the word of God is there to help us to be better believers you know, in regards to what's around us, in regards to what yeah, situations yeah, yeah. take place in our life. It is to help us to be better in this and to help us endure so we can be mature yeah. and we can gain some weight in God. God is the word. God is love. Ultimately, he said, don't move on yet. He don't want you to move on. Explain your perspective. At will, can you post the verse before? Post the verse one? before that one. I don't have a way of getting... Hold on. Okay. I knew we had a Bible. See, I flip pages. We have a Bible in our studio. Yeah, we saving him. Hold <laughs> on. What it was? First, I John. Let me go to I John. I heard preachers say that one time. Turn to I John. So he said. Oh, how y'all read this? This is some little print. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's how, that's how we uh, read it. Okay. Where we at? You wanna so you might want chapter three. What he, it was? He said it's four and one. Okay. I John chapter four, verse one. Oh maybe so maybe you want I John three okay, here and twenty four. My dear friends, many folk what version is this? I think it's NIV. Okay, NCV. Hold on, let me read. New Century. New Century version. Okay, got to make sure they change up things nowadays. Okay, here it is. Uh, I, John, <laughs> I heard a preacher say that, but it's really First John. First John 4 1 says, My dear friends, many false prophets have gone out in the world, so do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they be of God. This is how you can know God's spirit. Every spirit who confesses that Jesus uh, came to earth as human, I'm sorry, Human is from God. Every spirit who refuses to say this about Jesus is not from God. If it's the spirit of the enemy, wait, it is the spirit of the enemy of Christ, which you have heard is coming. Now he is already in the world. But in other words, he says, believe not these false prophets. And, you know, so do not believe every spirit. In other words, what he's saying is because people are going to come and it still ties in with having a relationship with the word of God, because if false preachers come, you have to know the word of God to determine if they real or not. Because they're going to come to you with all kinds of doctrines and things of that nature. It's the word of God that helps us to test the spirit. You get what I'm saying? That That's the point that I'm trying to get out. I mean, even if you look at 1 John 3 and 24, uh, it says, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in us, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. So if we have the spirit of the one who keeps his commandments, how do we know his commandments? It's his word. And it's, that's Ariel. She said she's on her husband's page. Oh. Okay, Proverbs 3, 20, 13, 24. What it say? Okay, that must be the one about spoil. All right. I'm going to let you pull it up. Hold on, let me flip. Y'all know, know what this is, right? This is a Bible. <laughs> don't okay. do that. They know what it is. I'm just saying, some people don't know. If you don't punish your children, you don't love them. 
If you love your children, you will correct them. This is a different version. So it's not going to exactly say spell the rod, spoil the child. But in other words, if you don't punish your children, um, then you don't love them. So, And that's what we got from. We just paraphrased. Yeah, we, and Ariel is actually the one who I got this topic from today. Because it's something she posted on her Instagram about oh, really? motivational speaking versus preaching the truth. Yeah, like, motivational oh, yeah. speaking is great. But when, when you're, it's good for a corporate setting. It's good for, you know... The march and because people you know, use it a lot like in revivals sometimes. Yeah, but and that's the kind of words I be wanting the Lord to give. But me. if I'm coming to church, and I'm, yeah. you telling me I'm coming to a revival or something, I don't want to hear motivational speaking. I need something for my truth. soul. Yeah. Put it like this: motivational speaking is to help your flesh. Your the word of God and preaching is to help your soul. And yeah. as preachers, we have a responsibility because our job is to. And I heard Jackie McCullough say this. Your job as a preacher is a serious job because you are preparing people for eternity. Yes. It is very serious. Yeah. So when people get ready to see Jesus, you play a part in that. And are you, can you seriously say that in that moment, that if the Lord was to call them right after they heard you, that based on what you preached, that they were prepared to see him. Right. Rather they accepted it or not, could they have been prepared or were they prepared? We are preparing people for eternity. We don't yeah. do this for the fame and the fortune. I don't. I no, know people that no. do. But <laughs> I do. But we don't do this to get popular. We're not trying to put out a booking flyer not available for booking and Mm-mm. you know all it is. We don't do that. You know, the Bible says that, you know, how can a preacher preach unless he's been sent? Who sends him? The Holy Ghost. Right. God sends him. Yeah. Not the booking agent. Yeah, the Holy Ghost. That's another need. topic. I'll talk about that later. Yeah, Holy Ghost don't need to send out requests. Yeah, and, so, and honestly, some people don't need to be out preaching anyway because my thing of it is maybe you're not getting engagements because you don't have a word at the moment. I just don't understand why y'all are in such a hurry. Like, are y'all not going through stuff behind the scenes? Because they're trying to get out. Because they're trying to get out there. They're trying to get out there, and I get it. You know, yes, the Lord called you. To, yes, the Lord could have called you to preach, but there is a. The Bible says. That you ought to do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of your ministry. Some of these ministries are not proven. You know, so God ain't just going to send you out there without being validated, without being checked, without making sure that you're representing him right. Because you are carrying his word. Yeah. And you are a living representative of his word. Yeah. So God got to make sure you're on point because people don't want to see you out there looking silly. You know what I'm saying? And, And we as... Other preachers, we got to hold each other accountable for that because, you know, this is serious business. Yeah. We don't do this for gain, yeah. fame, or fortune. Yeah. Yeah. And and I wish a lot of us just stop and just take a step back. As as much as I love the Lord and as much as I love the word, I do not ask God to give me preaching engagement. No. I don't. I don't be like, Lord, send me to the nations. No, no, no. Send me to the masses. Mm. Send me, Lord. Maybe the Lord don't want me to go there right now. I, I'm not at a place... And it took me to learn this a, a while, a couple of months ago. I said, I got a lot going on in my life. And if the Lord was to send me somewhere to preach, I probably would be in a frustrated, aggravating and really lash out at people right now. My spirit is not settled right now to be able to be used by God at the moment. Although God can use me, but I have to be realistic to understand. I can't, I got to, I need to hear from God for me right now. And then whatever he gives me through him ministering to me, then I can give that to you right, all. Right. So yeah, so it's nothing wrong with just sitting down and reading his word. Yeah. And then all y'all doing is, and then it's nothing. You won't have to keep repeating messages if you study the word of God. Because he give you fresh, I would say he give you fresh metal. Fresh metal. Every morning. You be like, dang, dang, it's fresh the last time you came. I know. 
And I understand that there is, I've been learning, because maybe this is what they're thinking, that there's a certain theme that the Lord uses in their ministry. Like with Sarah Jakes, I feel like her ministry is about pursuing purpose and passion. Yeah. But even in that, the Lord gives her different... Different revelations. Revelations of how to say it. I mean, that's the main our pastor thing. Bishop Hall, he has preached the same message. I mean, he, went a month, he would go a month preaching exact same topic, but every time he preached it, well, he say he's reviewing it, but he's really... He's giving us something new A, a whole time, different thing, yeah. like, on it. So, yeah. God will give you a fresh manner and yeah. fresh, you know, word to give the people because we got to eat every day. The Bible says that he served manna every morning, every day. They had fresh manna fell from heaven. Yeah. And that's what it is. It should be a fresh word because we're dealing with fresh trouble. We need a fresh word. You know, the devil coming every day with attacks. Yes, he does. So, we need something to help us get through this. Yes, yes. I can't live off the word from 68. <laughs> Just saying, I need something. Hey, I know I can't live off seventy five. Uh uh, I need something a little. What I had little last year got me through last year. Yeah, I, I need had something six else. months ago. Mm -mm. Hey, got me through that uh, time. I need I something. I preached this message back in nineteen eighty. Okay, this let's. What is God saying now? <laughs> yes, what is He saying? What is He saying concerning this situation? That's how you make the gospel relevant. Yeah, you do it like that. Yeah. Who else? We don't. We don't lost some saints. <laughs> they don't left. They ain't like the word. That's so. That's okay. That's what that's the okay. truth does. That's what the truth does. And that's okay. Yeah. We they, they people flee. can't say that it was not preached. That yeah. they, that they did not know. And they didn't know. Um. And maybe their appetite. They're not at a place where their appetite can handle it. Yeah. And, and, so and it that's takes fine. some time to get. To and be point. honest with yourself. But I do want to challenge you, everyone, to not limit yourself. Go deep. Go deep in the Word of God. Dive in there. Yeah. Dive in there. You know, this about some good study Bibles. Yeah. I don't know if Lifeways closed everywhere, but they were having a good sale because they, they closed closing. here. All oh. of them are. Well, go look online. Get you some good Amazon. study Bibles so you can get some history, some historical context. Yeah. Get you a commentary. Um, yes. Jude 3 Project is a good resource. Yes. Yes. If Very you need to dive resource. deeper, but you don't really know where to start. Um, and Jude if you're not able to afford theology seminary school, you have Jude 3 Project. It's yeah, free. Yeah. A lot of resources. Because a lot of preachers can't go to seminary. They can't yeah. afford it. And that's totally understandable. So you have people that have went. Like, for instance, I didn't go to seminary. I don't think I probably will go to seminary. But I didn't go to seminary. But I do have friends in the gospel that have went. So when I'm kind of struggling in something, they'll tell you. I'll call them. Hey, read the scripture with me real quick. What you what you think this mean? Yeah. And, and, and I have no shame in that. You yeah. know? So... I used to want to go to seminary, but I feel like I was trying to go for the wrong reasons. Like I was trying I to prove. Did. Yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. Something. I didn't. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, there are plenty of resources, plenty of opportunities. You have Sunday school. If a lot of churches don't do Sunday school anymore, but if your church does do Sunday, <laughs> no, seriously, but if your church does do Sunday school. You have that. You have Bible study. You know, yeah. talk to your pastor. Yeah. Hey, pastor, I've been. You know, you never know. You may be. Like the hundredth person that may have told the pastor the same thing that you wanted to do a study in, and you may be that one to make the pastor say, "You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do a this. study yeah. on this." You know, like I know on Thursday nights I've noticed different people sick, and people kept giving me you know prayer requests about healing, healing. I kept hearing about people getting sick, and I said, "Okay, God, we're gonna do a series on healing, and we're gonna teach what the Word of God says in regards to healing," and we did it for a whole month straight. So then we had a healing service. Then we closed. Yep, we sealed it with a healing service. So. It's just one of them things where you just, you know, just ask. It's, it's nothing wrong yes. with asking. Yes, yes. And if they're not on that right now, then they should be able to put you in a direction where you can get right, it. Right, right. Or at least help you. Yeah. So, yeah. 
right. My heart so mine's clear. No, this was Let heavy. The church. But it was much it was much needed. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in next Monday. We'll be back with Real Talk Live.